Of the unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast, I am your co-host, Dame Doctor Foxy Brown, joined by a small skeleton crew today because I am tired. Um, Diego and Bullet Beast, yay, yay, yay. <laughs> We're talking about um, Hunter Hunter episode fifteen. Yeah, we actually got uh, ratings for last week too. Um, got a 3.3%, which is horrible. Um, but I guess everything else was, I mean, everything is down in comparison, uh, for some reason. I don't know why. Um, recovering from eggnog holidays. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we still came in like holidays. Yeah. It wasn't like as it got about the same views as the recap episode. So we're probably still angry. Probably. I know I would have been. <laughs> yeah. We were too busy on 2chan. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they. <laughs> and we're also going to talk about um, chapter 331 because the manga came back last week like Diego said it would. I am a prophet. Yeah. Also, it was already out at the time. It wasn't out yet. <laughs> it wasn't out in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right. chapter 15 episode 15 take it away okay so we go back to uh are you doing the the stream thing bullet beast uh, are sure. you okay you want to do commentary yeah. we go back to um the scene where uh the narrator's talking about the island and we see gone by the river and he's like freeing the bird which i thought was like very Funny considering our conversation with birds last time. That was the first thing that came to mind. Fucking birds. Looks man. just like a yeah. Twitter bird, too. Yeah, right. that's exactly what I was thinking. He's freeing Twitter. Now yeah. Everyone can use it again. <laughs> yes, because in that world, it's actually a bird. Yeah. The birds carry the messages. People write them down. Birds mm-hmm. distribute um, them to everyone. But we get to see Gon's hand. It's, like, all bloody. And I found it very fucking ridiculous that... He said he's been he swinging his rod for two days. Right. <laughs> He's like, did you intend yeah. that as a double entendre? Because I laughed at that. Yeah. No, I meant it as a double entendre. Surprised yes. his rod wasn't the one <laughs> beat up and bloody. Really? Because yeah. usually, Cause what? if you apply pressure mm-hmm. that many times, 
over the course of two sword. days. Yeah, you wouldn't just have you wouldn't just have bruising on your hand. Yeah. Well, he got. I think he got a little carpal tunnel too because he couldn't bend his wrist. So definitely <laughs> helping that out. Well, bending the hand because he. I like that he closed his hand at one point and he's like, "Oh shit, right, this hurts." Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's training for Hisoka. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, he just showed up on the screen covered in butterflies. Uh, apparently, there's butterflies in this world. I can. Uh, they follow the scent of blood. So, um, I think we already, yeah, we already sort of knew that though, right? I think it was in the swamp. Yeah, based on the swamp. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, uh, get a view of the sniper, uh, aiming for, uh, yeah. And then gone somehow manages to attach strings to the end of butterflies. I like the way that he, he discovers that the butterflies um, follow the scent of blood, though. Um, butterflies just show up after he's looking at his hand. Then he starts, like, waving it slowly and noticing that the butterflies follow it. And it is this little tiny eureka moment. And he just, like, ties tiny strings around the butterflies, which you think would kill them, but okay. Yeah, oh, clearly normally they... that would require touching your wings, which kills them. Right. He managed to place it right at their tail, so that didn't happen. But he kind of is like guiding. He's getting guided around with those things. Ends up coming up to the guy where that got uh, that uh, Pokal beat, and then he like does a good Samaritan thing, bandaging him up, and then leaves him there at the side of the fucking tree and takes his shirt, shirt as a trophy. Right, <laughs> that is sure gone. <laughs> but. I uh, when I saw all this like extra time, I was like, "Oh God, are they really gonna drag this thing out?" But then I'm glad that they didn't, just because like immediately it went to the scene where Gon walks up to the um, the tree where Hizoka's at, and he realizes it. Mm-hmm. I like that it showed um, that using this type of method wouldn't exactly work right away, because on this island where people are killing each other. There should was, be blood everywhere. Yeah, I was really glad that there was this random, like, animal body, animal skeleton on the ground that they decided to get to go to. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, I'm glad that they did that for exposition's sake, mm-hmm. but I was not going to be like, oh, hey, this full episode is gone chasing with butterflies around. Like, in my mind, that's what I was like. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, oh, fuck, what else are they going to add? Just to, like, but it goes right into it, and uh, clearly there's... Blood's a little more prominent now than it was in the beginning of the series because they shut it on Gon's hand. Hizoga still has it on his shoulder. They shut it on that other guy. That, uh, that festering wound. Right. Jeez, like, that's going to go with gangrenous because he's clearly not treated it in <laughs> any way. He's kind of a horrible infection. He's never going to be able to use that arm properly again. He's, just, he's letting the butterflies touch it all over the place. He just doesn't yeah. care either. Like, his, his shirt is ruined, by the way. Mm-hmm. Then we uh, transition to Leorio, who is resting by a tree, and then all of a sudden Tampa comes out of the bushes, and Leorio pops out his knife. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh yeah, because that's such a great weapon to have when people are like running around with cards, killing people. Well, to be fair, I don't think Ahsoka would be like sneaking around in the bushes. He oh, probably would walk straight up to you. And just be he would like, just ta- he would tap him on the shoulder. Yeah. I really thought you were going to say tackle. 
Uh, look, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Imagine Ahsoka yes, tackling the Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> but he's uh, he's wondering about who the person is that he has a number for. And here's the rustling in the bushes. He whips out his little pocket knife at its Tampa. And of course, there's the standard reaction to Tampa at this point, which is, F you, do you have my number? No, I don't. Don't worry. I'm just here. I don't believe you. Tampa pulls out his other number. He's like, yeah, the whole entire. Uh... No, go ahead. He pulls it out from the door. Yes. And so afterwards, uh, he starts describing Leorio's target because Leorio has no idea who his target is. He's like, "Oh yes, that's Ponzu." Yeah. Well, this is before like that. Like right now, this whole entire part is when. He's like, I'll tell you, but you got to tell me, you got to give me something because I am about to shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, has like his whole body shaking. He's like, please, you're like a doctor or something, right? So just give me some diarrhea medicine because I need some really bad. So this is when uh, he uses a stick to draw on the dirt and talks about Ponsu. And it's actually pretty like a good drawing considering that it's just... Like, the eyes are just two dots or whatever he ends up doing. <laughs> he is a shit, man. He, he doesn't yeah. have time to be artistically drawing someone. But he's explaining to Leorio about everything and what she does and her uh, strategies about drugs. Like, she uses drugs for a weapon and hides and waits for it. So she's probably going to set up a trap and then wait for whoever is chasing after her to, to get her. And um, there's a little bit of a foreshadowing here, which I appreciated just for the sake of that. Um, and Leorio's like, okay, fine. So he opens up his briefcase. Well, first he tells him to back off. Oh, right, because he doesn't trust him. I can't forget. I forgot about that. But he tells Tampa to back off as you see, as Tampa's like in so much pain and like literally about to just <laughs> do that. <laughs> and Oh, man. Yes, that looks wonderful. Yeah, because he deserves he deserves all of it. I did enjoy the the sound effects that were happening, but as soon as the aura opens up his uh, his uh, briefcase, some dude from the bushes pops out with like a wooden mallet and about to hit him, and then a monkey jumps by and grabs his number, and Leorio has been outsticked. Mm-hmm. And just in case you forgot, monkeys have penises. Yeah, mostly male monkeys though. Yes, yes. Well, clearly. <laughs> not all monkeys are male, but... I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, that would be they terrible would... for monkeys. Yes. Like they would cease to exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they would but, just kill each other. But, like, on the upside, then people would decide, you know, to radically crossbreed monkeys with something else. <laughs> oh, no. In an attempt yeah. to continue monkeys, I guess, because we need those. For yeah. some reason or another. I don't know. You know, circle of life, ecosystem, has to be. Mm-hmm. There has to be a reason monkeys are still alive. Yeah. They seem extremely annoying. Mm-hmm. Oh, test subjects. Right, that's what we need them for. Yeah, I'm like, they're there to yes. provide some sort of lips for cosmetics. What do you like about this perfume, monkey? In space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tell me. Well, we don't go to space anymore. Well, that doesn't stop monkeys. Only, it's only for there. five years. I guess, but... It's actually a pretty good, you know, decision, because you're not, not really finding anything out there. 
Mm-hmm. In, and we're not yeah, doing the Mars Earth's mission right orbit, now. Because it's not yeah. really going that far. But mm-hmm. uh, Tampa ends up being working out with this guy, gets his number, and starts running away. And then Kurapika just straight up kicks him in the face. Tampa's like, don't you get it? You, you seem to be figuring out this very slowly, rookie. Um, the test exists for you to trick each other. And the only way for you to win is for you to team up. And then Kurapika, like, gangster kicks him in the face. And is like, I agree with the latter part of your sentence, but not the former part. I don't think you should trick anybody. Yeah, because that's Kurapika, you know. It's like, meanwhile, is lying in wait and watching the Oreo to see if he got beat up um, by Tompa. And they get Tompa's number, they beat the crap out of him. And then they tie him to a rock. Yeah, I like the scene, though, where like all like the two get little gophers or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah, go up to him and they're just kind of like turning their heads, like what the fuck. And he's all beat up and he has like a fat lip. And then <laughs> he's like a fat everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> to match his fat everything. There's a sign above him that says, "Please do not feed." <laughs> <laughs> but then we see the other guy and his monkey are like basically Monkeying hopping through out. trees. Me right. and my monkey friend. <laughs> and uh, the monkey is like smacking his ass and showing it to, towards the Oreo. And as soon as he does that, he disappears. And the guy freaks out. He's like, where's my monkey go? And then you see, which would have been so much badass if they were like his wooden swords were unsheathed. Um, and Kurapika is holding to the monkey holding the swords to his neck. Like, like wooden swords on chains. Like, really? <laughs> Both of them at once. Yeah. It's Just like, in case this, one doesn't work. This monkey could do more damage to you than you could do to it with the wooden swords. Give it a second. Monkeys what? are crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like just... And the monkey is just kind of like, oh shit, I got caught. And then we transition back to the rock where Tampa is. And now there's bunnies as well. <laughs> Let's go for some bunnies. And for some fucking reason, they tied up the guy... Like they tied him up like legs to hands, and then they tied the monkey onto his back. <laughs> I don't even know what they got all this rope. Yeah, and they got the monkey tied up in the same fashion too, because his feet are up like that, tied up as well. Like makes sense because they don't. You don't want the monkey can use their hands to open or to free themselves, right? Or that feet. Is, sorry, that is exactly why you keep pet monkeys. Yeah, because yes. they have opposable thumbs and they can get you out of situations with ropes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unless Kurapika you obviously is the Martha Stewart of rope tying. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what that means, but okay. Yeah, well, he did it, like, all fancy and shit. Yeah, that would make him, like, a Boy Scout, not the Martha Stewart of rope tying. Like My, I like mine better. Yeah. Okay. Boy Scout isn't this funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kurapika and Leorio talk I'm about... I'm sure she learned how to tie rope in jail, but alas. Yeah, I'm sure she learned it when she was a Boy Scout. Continue. Yeah, sorry, Girl Scout. Whatever. But... Girl Scouts don't really learn how to tie ropes. I was in a thing. I know. We, we didn't get to tie ropes. Okay. Well. And then, like, my parents pulled me out because I ducked a meeting. It was boring. Oh. Like seven. They're like, nope. You missed a meeting. We're gonna show you that that's bad by not letting you go back to it. I think it was because I hate. <laughs> It's like, I saw her coming, and I hid. And it was a stupid place to hide. 
So it was probably punishment for being dumb. But anyway. Like, yeah, <laughs> found you relatively easy. But Leorio and Kuropika decide to team up and walk. And talking about how now that they have one extra tag, um, well, they have two extra tags because... Um, one, because Kuropika one extra was tag, yeah. Tampa. Yeah, Tampa was Kuropika, and he's got his six points, and now they're going to go and look for Ponsu to get Leorio's other three points. And uh, there's a cool transition. I really liked how they showed, at least, that the, the, it was getting near to nighttime. Like, they pan the camera over, and, like, all of a sudden it's dusk. And we see uh, Killua walking through, like, these forests, and, like, trees are everywhere. And he shouts out that, you know, he's like, hey, I, you know, I can tell that you've been following me. You can fucking come out now. You fail at hiding. And, yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna come out while I'm following yeah. the assassin kid. And let him well, see he doesn't me. know that. I don't care. He's weird. Yeah. Like everyone knows he's weird. Like, doesn't he oh. notice everything's purple around him? Yeah. Well, he like the way he says it too. It's like, <laughs> come on out, let's play. Like I wouldn't want Fon to come out and be Thanks, like, dude, Fuck come on. That. So he doesn't come out clearly, and uh, Kilo just keeps on walking. And you see that he's right because there's a guy and the guy's like smiling in the back because he has no fucking clue that he's about to run into trouble. I think he's smiling because it was a trap. I oh, was think, it? I think it was a trap because it's one of the brothers and oh, they're rarely alone. Okay. But we get back to the transit or to Zoka and, and gone. Because yeah, Zoka has been sitting there for like a day. Right. And then Hizoka out of nowhere just goes, you know, come out. I, I can see you there, you know, and gone like flips the fuck out. He's like, "Oh shit, it's he caught me. How did he do that? How could he detect me?" But then he starts walking towards uh, uh, gone. Hizoka starts walking towards gone, and in this moment, he's like uh, really hesitant, trying to figure out what to do. Grabs his like rod really tight. And I like I that. Um, mean to... When gone first found Hizoka, and he settled down in the bushes, like his eyes like glazed over and they went like dead yeah the, the little white light in his eyes disappeared and then when Hisoka catches him the white light comes back so I don't know if he That's just really like nice. zoned the fuck out mm-hmm. he held his breathing but we see that there's another guy next to him with a spear and he uh, chops down like part of a bush and kind of yeah. catches uh, Gon's hair Magnificent new haircut. Yeah. Yes, because he has the hard, the hard hair. Yes. Whatever that was about in the manga. And the guy challenges Hisoka to a duo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hisoka's like, okay, but you're dead already. Dude comes out, starts charging at Hisoka, and Hisoka like ducks everything and gets bored and sits down. He's like, what are you doing? We're fighting here. And he's like, no, you're dead. I don't fight dead people. He's like, you're fighting me. I am not fighting you. There's a difference. He's like, what are you talking about? It's like, I can see the butterflies around you. I was like, really? Because they weren't there in the scene a second ago. And you could see um, a big blood stain on his back and there's a ton of butterflies around him. He's like, someone else dealt you a fatal blow. And, you know, it's just a matter of time. I get that you're a warrior and, you know, you want to die in a fight. But 
no, I'm not an honorable person. This is not going to happen. There's nothing in it for him. Yeah. So, right. Like, I don't fight people unless I have something to gain. And he just, like, charges towards um, Hisoka. And then you see a needle fly towards him and hit him, like, in the eye. And you, you see um, Gitaraka and then a ton more needles hit him in the face and he collapses and dies. Which, that was a really beautiful moment. Which Except I was kind no of blood. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how I felt too. That it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Which kind of like goes back to like the episode where Hisoka threw the cards in that dude's face. Like they couldn't have shown that. I understand that the lack of blood, but they could have still shown the cards right out that guy's face. Which is why I was I'm like I, I feel like it's getting more and more towards the aspect of yeah we can't really. Like, we're not going to show blood, but we have to find ways to make it so that it's at least showing something. I think what it is, probably the internal sensor board, because I doubt it's much of an external force, probably eased up on them a bit. Because this is episode 15 at this point, and right. you realize it's going to go further, and things are going to get worse in terms of violence. So, Yeah. It, it's easy as time passes it's usually easier to get away with more which is a good thing in this case but Oof. and that sniper is gone yeah he's like yeah. oh i'm sorry you know sometimes um when you try to kill people you know you let them get away you know i'm sure this has happened to you right Isoka? and so it's like no i only let people get away that i think are you know worth living you know that serves some sort of purpose shot of gone yeah, he's like, I have a, I have standards. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific standards. Right. And he was like, oh, okay, you know, because I killed the sniper earlier. And he's like, so. he didn't have a problem with the sniper, but it's just, he got annoyed. So he killed the sniper. With, and it was kind of awesome the way they showed it, because the, the sniper was looking down the sights. And he just stares at him and then throws a needle straight through the um, the glass of the site. Right, like the scope. I so wanted the James Bond music to start playing. You can always <laughs> edit into it. Yeah. I always thought that, that Sniper was a girl, though. I didn't think it was a guy, but then again, like a lot of people in the series end up being the opposite sex. Yeah, I and I think is. Ponzu is the only girl. Maybe. In the exam, I think. Yeah. But then uh, he starts taking off the needles in his head, in his face, and like I thought this was animated kind of cool, and like really well. Like the first needle made his hair change color, which I thought was weird. Yes. And then as he starts taking off more needles, like his face starts to get fatter, and his hair starts to like I don't know, grow wildly out of his head. And then it changes like texture and consistency, and, and it's really short. Even though I thought his hair was longer than that, but yeah, yeah. No. I thought he had like back length hair. But okay. Yeah, it led some chapters later on. He does have that, but then you see those eyes. <laughs> so that whoa. they're like, first of all, they're half his head. Secondly, mm. yes, they are completely dead, devoid of anything. Yes. All so get that. ready for those eyes, because those eyes will come back in the future. And then he starts, Kids. like, punching the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, like, just going to town on that. Just digging a hole 
and then just pops out like one of those. Oh, first he, like, he gave um, Ahsoka the sniper's um, card because he didn't Tag. need it. Yeah. yeah. And Ahsoka catches it all smooth, like he jumps in the hole and he's like, "All right, I'll be sleeping until later, so forget it." And it was really odd because I thought he smoothed the ground down over himself. For yeah, some I reason, so I, I had that impression in the manga, but then this is just like this big, recently dug pile of dirt. Where it's pretty obvious that, you know, if you're looking for something or someone, you should probably check here. And Ahsoka just goes back to, like, staring. Or at least treasure. Well. Yeah, treasure. That's what's going to be important here. But (laughs) then we see it's nighttime, finally. And we see the brother guy chasing Killua. And then we go back to uh, Kurpika and the Oreo. And they're talking about how it's dark and they can't see anything. And then we get this, uh, go back to Hizoka, and he's talking about how he needs two more points. And he's like, I'm going to go hunt someone now. And at this point, I'm going, oh, fuck yeah. They're going to show the scene where he just, like, gets all crazy and starts going. But I, I forgot that it wasn't until next chapter, technically. So, not next, it's until next episode. But Gon, uh, starts chasing or starts following him because he doesn't really chase. It's just more like follow. I would not chase Ahsoka ever. Yeah, ever. I wouldn't even follow him. Yeah, but would you guys? I mean, and then Ahsoka goes like to the top of like Pride Rock, and he's like target acquired, <laughs> right? And like he's doing this whole like looking around for people, and Gon's at the bottom of the rock of like the the mountain thing, looking upwards, and notices that uh, he used his finger to target. And then the target ends up being uh, Killua and, or sorry, Kurapika and uh, Leorio. And he gets a creepy smile on his face and says that he's uh, he's uh, target him. And then we get this cool scene where you see Hisoka at the top, like in front of the moon, and then gone hiding behind the tree. And I thought the shading was done very well. And like if they made that into like a backdrop, I would totally use it. My favorite thing about this episode was the preview for the next episode, because they have <laughs> he, he has one of the they have one of the trademark Hisoka faces that are really really um, intensely shaded and ridiculously like realistic sort of. And those are always my favorite panels. They yeah, are that's what I'm saying. Like next, that because remember I thought that that happened in this chapter, like when he finds him. I thought that, that face is what happened. But I just told, I didn't remember I had to go back and look at the chapters and see that that face was actually in the upcoming stuff, like when he actually meets them. So that's obviously going to be in next episode. So it's got a lot of potential because that was one of like the funnest parts of the manga for me during this part was Hisoka just making everything awesome with his creepiness. Oh, he does that. Yeah. That's what he's good for. But, so the preview has gone running, Kurapika falling, Leoria falling. A butterfly getting smashed, and then what Foxy said about his face in that overly sketched out, drawn scene. And that was episode 15. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice to see the butterflies being used to indicate horrible things have happened on screen. Um, I don't really, I don't feel like complaining about editing censorship anymore mm-hmm. i feel like we've, we've said what we can say yeah no i 
obviously this was interesting because you get introduced to the other character, uh, the real uh, version of um, oh, what's that guy's Gitarakar Illumi. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you don't know his name yet, but so we get to see him, and uh, we also get to see that uh, the butterflies play an important role in finding, uh, I guess, victims. Yeah, which is kind of you know you don't see that very often with blood. That's how I, I'm I'm capable of understanding that they 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 had to use that in this episode because. It's a main part of the plot line. Like otherwise, he would not have been able to find him. And if I remember correctly, in the first step or in the first series, they actually had Hizoka do like a magic trick thing where he like covered himself back up, right? Like he healed himself. Sure. Yes. Yes. I yeah. remember that. Because he didn't have the blood like the whole entire time. Because that's kind of silly. Yes. Like, I mean, he, yeah, he is crazy, but he's a grown man. He probably could figure out that, you know, infection's not fun. Yeah. Toss some salt water in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, especially since it's been, like, because he got it done by that fucking instructor guy with the knives, right? Back in mm-hmm. the tower. Yeah, and it was before anyone else showed up to join him down there. Right, so. It's been that was at least three days. Yeah. So really, it shouldn't I, be red anymore, but <laughs> or fresh by any means. Well, maybe he like when um, the wound tries to close, he uses like his fingernails to dig it back open. We don't know what kind of person he is. <laughs> what he's into. Oh, oh and speaking of fingernails. Illumi's fingernails. Yes. What? They don't. Yeah. <laughs> they don't match the rest of him at, at all. Um, they're actually kind of horrifying, really. They're all yeah. pointy and sharp edges, and it's just terrifying. Yeah, I did like uh, the reveal of Gitarak, his Gitarakar mode voice and. His regular voice as well is way more manly than I expected yeah, it to be. Yeah, I mean, his his voice sounded um, as Gitter Rocker. It already sounded deep, but kind of modulated. And mm-hmm. you know, you figure he's a girly-looking dude. They would voice him with someone that's obviously a girl, or at least the guy that was voicing mm-hmm. Gitter Rocker was going to um, go up an octave or so. And no, he didn't. He just kind of they got rid of the the weird sort of alien sounding parts of his voice and just like brought it up to like a normal tenor or something. Yeah. And with it being modulated now, I wish it was uh auto tune instead. <laughs> Maybe if they do an English dub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine his head shaking and singing in auto tune. Okay. So that is episode Fifteen, whose title I don't remember, um, which I never do, so I don't. I don't even know why I say the names. Um, but we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna move on to chapter three thirty one, X Day. So, if you haven't been keeping up with the manga, you know what happens now. You turn it off, or you listen to some stuff that you will know nothing about, and be sort of confused. 
and probably angry because we'll, we'll spoil everything. Yes. The website is hxhpodcast.wordpress.com. The email address is hxhpodcast at gmail.com. Twitter.com slash hxhpodcast. Facebook something. Yep. Yeah, Facebook slash. Well, we can't use the slash yet, but if you just look for HXX Podcast, you'll find us there. Um, also on iTunes, uh, click, rate, subscribe, review, uh, and I think that's it. Thank you for listening. Yep. See you guys next time. Okay, chapter 331. After the two... Was it two-week or one-week break? One-week break? It was two weeks. Wow. Because it was Christmas and then um, New Year's. So after the two-week break, Hunter Hunter returns with a chapter about the election. You know, because that's what I wanted to see. So only four people remain at this point. Um, Obviously, quite a few of them are now dead. And... You get a shot of Jin walking down this hallway, and he looks all fuzzy and such. And then he sees someone's outline. It's very obvious who it is, because only one person wears glasses. Or the dress. Well, yes. Okay, the dress is also (laughs) a dead giveaway. And he looks, like, mildly annoyed that she's standing between him and the door. When doesn't he look mildly annoyed? Yeah. Um, There are moments when he looks really annoyed. Okay. I'll give you that. So he asks her if she needs something, and she says, "Who's like who's telling people what his intentions are?" She says, "I heard that you're leaving. I see that you're abandoning both your son and the election." <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says, "Like, uh, why did Baldy have to tell you?" I'm pretty sure that adds uh, beans. He says, I let my guard down for an instant, and I get this. I'm never telling anything to that stupid bald idiot again. Yeah. Unless Hanzo and Gin became no. like, best friends it, overnight. It has to be yeah. Beans. It has to be Beans. <laughs> beans is such a gossip. Besides, like, even if Hanzo and Jin became friends, and of course ha- um, Hanzo can't keep a secret, mm-hmm. um, there's no connection between Hanzo and Cheadle, I don't think, unless, like, they're secretly lovers or something. Oh, <laughs> There's, which would be hilarious. <laughs> but... Listen to that, people out there. Cheadle <laughs> and Hanzo. This guy would be a furry. Draw, <laughs> <laughs> Draw all the fan, the fan yeah. art you want. Yep. So she asks, you know, why don't you just wait until the election is over? Because obviously they only have um, two more rounds. And he says it, it's pretty much over. I've had my fun. And he says, meeting that Leorio guy was my biggest gain. And he remarks to himself that it's going to cost a lot. And one thing I noticed with the way he's drawn in this panel, he really looks like a little boy. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, if you compare it to, like, the one um, on Chapter 8, or not Chapter 8, but Volume 8, like, when they when they show him on top of the dragon mount, 
when he's like looking off into the distance. He looks a lot older than he does in that panel. Didn't he and also not have his hat on though? No, yeah, he didn't have his hat on in the in that one specific in the volume eight. But his face alone looks a lot more adult, even though he's younger in that picture than he is now. So she says, um, what are you talking about? We just got our candidates down to four. Nothing's been decided. And he's like, I know that's what I'm talking about, but I'll vote for you. OK, so leave me alone and let me go. And she's like, what 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 are you talking about? And he says, what hasn't been decided is decided now. And he says, want to know how many days are left? And she says, what? How would you know? And because she and, and Ms. Eistall, which is the cow dude, are playing to win. But if you really wanted to win, you would have gotten more desperate way earlier. And he says that really he could have they could have gotten everybody's votes, all the Zodiacs, um, the ones that Terradin had. And by the second or third day, they could have used whatever um, dirty means they wanted to get the majority of the votes. And she's like, why are you telling me this now? Yeah, <laughs> you could have told me this days ago and we could have already had the election done and he says that you know you're too stubborn to have listened to me and he calls her pain in the ass and says you know what think what you want to think and keep thinking like that until x day what do i care and yeah he, like, he could have left a long time ago he's like giving her parts of the conversation that's gonna make her want to keep it going well right you can't just drop off like this like uh, uh, ominous like date you'd be like I'll see you at X day be like wait what the fuck are you talking about this is the dude that this is the dude that um, dropped off his kid and never came back I'm pretty sure he could do that she's like wait wait what and says like in um, size and says I guess in a a, um, not childlike but something similar to that manner it's like okay I'll listen I really want to but tell me what to do. And she says, I don't know what's going on in Pariston's head. How can I beat him? And he's, I think, genuinely at a loss. Well, I think like, it's mostly because, like he says, he doesn't have, like, she doesn't have very much experience of listening to, uh, like, his advice. Yeah, so he's like, Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, but okay. <laughs> it's like, like he's I not. Can... Go ahead. I was going to say, like, he's not. Uh... It's not some, like, to me, it seemed more of the, like, he's, uh, he doesn't go about how to tell her, because he's like, well, how do I make it so that you will try to listen to what I have to say this time around? But he talks about how, um, Peristone's thinking is how, uh, basically kind of, like, gins to a certain extent, that he isn't thinking about winning or losing, he's just there to kind of just fuck things up. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, wait, but it's an election. We're supposed to be trying to win yeah. or lose. I like that panel at the very bottom where it's like shock face, where like you see like the the shock <laughs> like going through the back of Cheeto's face. Yeah, because he says that the fact that Pariston isn't trying to win or lose it's, is what makes him stronger than everyone else. Yeah. And then the, the shock face continues on the next page. Yeah. She's like, and uh, Jin goes, you know, I know. It's like, you know, in your mind, if you think someone wants to win, it'll make them stronger. But you and you aren't wrong. That is correct. But that's why you're so easy to read because you know that what you need what you need to do to win, especially when it comes to vote gathering games like this. 
and she still doesn't understand that it's a game and she kind of questions that and he says and Gin says you know look you thought that was impudent of me now just didn't you that you that you should get angry and um i think this is her right where she kind of just says you know what are you a moralist a manualist who focuses on balance hey look at me damn it i think oh, that's no, this him. Is Jin. Yeah. Oh, that is him yeah cuz she looks somewhere else right and uh he says you're trying to be like a dog at all you're not you aren't trying to be like a dog at all you're totally you Parasol knows both sides of you, so he's got you pinned. He knows exactly how you think, how you'll move, what you'll do next. And he isn't thinking of winning, even though he uh, he does know. Unbeatable, isn't he? And uh, Cheadle is kind of like, okay, well, what do I do? And Jen says, you know, I already told you, you won't listen to me, even if I do give you directions. How many times have we been over this? And I think it's really, like... Uh, funny that he doesn't really try to help her out yet. He just kind of told her. Well, it's because they don't like each other, I think. Yeah. Or she doesn't like him. I don't know. Well, I, I, she doesn't like him because in her mind, I think, and this is just for all of, like, from my point of view, like, he has the capability of being an amazing hunter if he fucking tried. But instead, he's just fucking lazy and he's just like, oh, you know, whatever. Like, in her mind... He's like, you could have easily been the chairman and avoided all this shit, but instead I'm going to have to be the one that does this and has to defeat him, which is why I'm coming up to you and being like, I need your help because I can't do this by myself. Uh, he goes ahead and he predicts what's going to what's gonna happen if they continue the game this way. Um, Paristone, everyone else is going to get eliminated except her and Paristone. And he says in the next election, um, you'll switch places and things will continue like that, which is basically... Um, they won't get the amount of votes they need to move on um, and declare a chairman, but they'll keep flip-flopping who comes in first and second. And he says that Paristone will probably come in to lower the voting percentage. And he says he has a vice grip on the temp hunters, so he'll get them to abstain. And she says, why? And he said, you know, I told you this already. He doesn't want to win or lose. He's just going to play around until X day. He says he just wants to enjoy himself. He's just like me and the tarot. But I get easily bored, though. Him, he's relentless. And he says the only one out of the remaining four who's really carrying on the tarot spirit is Paristone. <laughs> and then Cheeto gets pissed. And she's like, I don't want to hear that from you. And then Jin's, Jin's face is like, whatever. You're just yeah. jealous of him. You really like that old pervert that much. And she flips out and yells at him, shut up, don't get so cocky, just tell me when X-Day is, you good for nothing. He's like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. That 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 face panel where he's just, like, grinning underneath where she's pointing at, is just, like, hilarious. Like, <laughs> he doesn't even look like himself. He's just like, eh, fine. So it's just tighten up your act for next time, it's embarrassing. So he continues, um, this is telling more of the backstory of, um, the Ant Arc. He says that day when the tarot blew himself up, a hundred large hunter organization airships headed into East Gorto, and it wasn't recorded. Um, according to the books, the airships were supposed to be sitting in their garages. And he's like, oh, wow, you didn't know this. Oh, I thought you, you know, were important. But he's like, you should really befriend some pilots and engineers, and she just has no clue what he's talking about. He says they picked up about 5,000 cocoons, um, 
hybrid cocoons that the chimera ants had left lying around. He says every single one of them can use Nen, and they've probably all hatched. And she's like, oh shit. This yeah, is Parastone. That whole, I will say that I did not see that fucking coming at all. I, did I not thought see they this. erased everything. Yeah. With the yeah, I thought, I thought they so. killed everyone. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I did Except not for realize. The, um, the ones that were already living and that got away. Mm-hmm. Well, and then also, what was it? Like the. Because there was the the little Kato yeah. one, right? Yeah, like those. Yeah, Morao um, basically yeah. let them get away. Yeah. And he says that uh, Paraston wants to play with them and he wants a big garden to play with them in, too. And he, said, and he says, X day is the day of the next hunter exam. And depending on how one interprets the hunter commandments, the situation could change. He says, figure out the rest yourself. You're a hunter, aren't you? And we get a panel of them staring at each other with electricity. And then right. we finally get the, the Ten Commandments. Yeah, and all these are fucking awesome. Like, I remember, like, looking, I was like, yes, we finally get the Hunter Commandments. And I love number one. <laughs> Hunters must hunt something. Yes. <laughs> like... I was like, oh, whoa, shit, tell me more. Uh, number two, all hunters require a minimum level of martial proficiency. Being able to use Nen is the minimum level necessary. Number three, no matter what may happen, one who has become a hunter will never have their title revoked. However, no matter the circumstances, a hunter license will never be issued a second time. And these are all three that we knew long before now. Mm-hmm. Yes. They just weren't laid out like this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four, hunters may not hunt their fellow hunters except for those who have committed atrocities. Atrocities, sorry. Yes. I don't know why I'm pronounced like that. Um, and we didn't know this until very recently. Yeah, until Illumi. Illumi yep. situation. Number five, hunters who achieve extraordinary accomplishments in a certain field will receive a star. Number six, veteran hunters who have received a star become superior officers. And have had their students receive stars, and have had their students receive stars will receive two stars. So, um, I guess that, like, in the case of, like, uh, was it? Uh, he had taught- Kato. I don't know if Kato had a star. Kato had a star. But if in the situation we're gone, a Jin already um, as a hunter and a fairly proficient one. We've, of course, heard of his accomplishments um, in various fields, I think, including um, genetic geneticism, genetic cloning, whatever, mm-hmm. um, genetic mixing, archaeology. Um, it's probably one other thing. I'm just but, trying to think of who, like, who the title, like, if, let's say... Um, cause several of the... Gon um, had two teachers. Gon, like, just thinking, like, from a small aspect, Gon had two teachers. He had Biscuit. And then he had, um, God, I just spaced out on his name. Kite. Wing. Wing, yeah. Wing, yeah, he had Wing. But Wing learned from Biscuit too, right? Yes. But so, I don't think Wing has a star. But if, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he has a star. If he had a like, star, um, Biscuit would automatically be two star. Mm-hmm. Right, and then if Gone were to get a star, per se, he would get one, and then, or would she get one? If well, Biscuit he would have would probably, to do something first. Well, the thing is, um, first Wing would have to have a star, and Wing didn't have mm-hmm. one at the time he taught Gone, so that wouldn't help Wing at all. Okay. Um, but Biscuit would have already been double star, so it. Right. I don't think it uh, adds anything to her. I'll just make it a triple star hunter. 
But, um, number seven, which explains how you get to be a triple hunter. Um, hunters with two stars who achieve extraordinary accomplishments in multiple fields will receive three stars. Number eight. If the hunter in charge does not receive the minimum level of support, then they will have their post removed. In this case, the minimum level is support from the majority of his fellow hunters. If the seat of chairman becomes open, an election for the next chairman must happen immediately. The vice chairman is to be left in charge until the new chairman is decided. And that we've already seen. Number nine. The chairman decides how new hunters are chosen, but in order to make a great change in the existing method, he must receive support from the majority. So I guess that's the one that Pariston is going to mess with. Yeah, because uh, it makes sense that, you know, he's waiting for the next test. I mean, you could and... always say, like, okay, everyone who wants to be a hunter, you have to fight these things. Right. 5,000 chimera ants with Nen and Go. <laughs> Number 10. Everything not written here is to be decided by the chairman, vice chairman, and their advisors. The chairman has the right to choose who becomes the vice chairman and advisors. So if Paristone were to become the chairman, he would get to pick his vice chairman, and then all the Zodiacs would get re- reassigned? Yeah, right? Is would, that what I... He would have the option whether to keep them or to pick new people as his board of advisors, basically. Yeah, so that's another thing that I think would get fucked with if he were to be the chairman. So... We get back to the hall where everybody's at, and we get the uh, the announcer lady in the bunny costume tell everybody to get the, the seat. Oh, right, that is bunny. Sorry, I don't know why I said bunny costume. Um, says everyone gets to your seats. The eighth uh, election for the chairman for the thirteenth chairman will commence. Uh, there's six hundred and six people here out of the six hundred and thirty five uh, hunters. Uh, I like that the number pa- has reduced. It's awesome. Right. And then it will give us a passable voting of 95.4% voting rating. So we're good to go. Um, we will hear the speeches for the four remaining candidates. And we see Paristone, Cheadle, uh, fixing her glasses, Leorio, looking like he's got diarrhea. <laughs> uh, like, why am I here? Yeah. And then we see Ox. And after a Q&A, we will begin... And we will like to begin with commentary from the two dropouts. Uh, Morales stated all he wanted to say with his last comments. So we'll have a word from the remaining two. Uh, and then we see Dragon talking about how he thanks everyone for their support. And if you could, if you voted for me, please vote for Cheadle. And uh, he explains that the Zodiac is by no means a monol- mon- ugh, monolithic organization. But there are some among us who wish to proceed in a similar direction. That's what this guy was talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Personally, I sympathize with Cheadle. Her superior sense will surely lead the organization in the right direction. And I think Paristone whistles or something. Because there's like a little music note. His existence just makes music. Yeah, I think that's what it is. (laughs) Or he's just like, hmm. Something like that. He's like, hmm. Um, and then we get the Avatar-looking guy uh, talking about. Uh, he's like he wrote he wrote it all down in Hunter speak, which just looks like gibberish in this. 
But he says that to him, this isn't reality. You guys can do as you like. Jin, don't you just win and run away, come back. Incidentally, would you like to trade the glorious white spear for the holy gold flag? And Which... now that makes sense to what the guy was talking about. Yeah, today. and like I okay. read this chapter and I still didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, is he just talking about WoW or something? No, I think he's talking about the game, right? I think is he talking about Greed Island? Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Like he's just talking about like Hunter Hunter WoW or something. No, no, no. Like a I'll random you... game. Which is basically Greed Island, but like we got yeah. a we got um a message on the site. Where the guy says something like in response to what we were talking about, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, would you like to trade the the white spare for the holy gold flag?" And we were just like, "Is this some sort of creative like botting or something?" Because mm-hmm. you answered the thread and then random gibberish, and we're just like, "We don't know that's, how to address it, so we're gonna leave it alone." That's why I asked Foxy. I'm like, "Do you have any idea what the fuck he's talking about?" And she's like, "Nope." And I was like, "Okay, well." Haha, <laughs> funny guy. But okay, this makes a lot more sense now. Mm-hmm. But um, Bunny says that that concludes the commentary from the candidates. And there's also one request. That no one is in, is to leave this hall until they're decided on the chairman. And, and Jin's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I still here? <laughs> yeah, like, fuck. It's like, crap. But kind of cool that we get to see... Uh, some of the other hunters that we know in that one panel, at least just two of them, I think. No, we see three. Um, underneath the speech bubble um, is what's-her-face? Uh, sushi lady. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's on the other side of Buhara, which is, like, impossible yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah. Minchi is right there. Buhara. And then we have... Um, the Totsu, yeah. The kid, and then I don't the recognize him. above him looks familiar, but I don't know why. I like... I was like, they probably we're probably supposed to know him. Is that supposed to be Knuckle? That's not Knuckle, is it? No, Knuckle is at the hospital. Okay, that's what I thought. But um, so everyone is just kind of okay. I guess we're staying here until the the election happens, and then we transition over to the hospital, which uh, I guess would be they're just like this crate or like this building in the middle of nowhere is with this a cross. The, the roof of the hospital and he put his room on top of the roof I think that's what what's going on yeah because they talked about it right where there was going to be nobody present for what was going to happen mm-hmm. and um, all of a sudden Illumi pulls up in the Mercedes Benz that he's driving or whatever car that was and he asks who's inside and random henchman says uh, only Canary and Subone uh, you can lock the door after you get inside. And, and I, there's here's Knuckle. Yeah, you're right. There's Knuckle and um, oh god, um, Squid Guy. No, the girl. Guy. This is what I'm talking about. Palm. Oh, Palm is behind yeah, Knuckle. Palm. Right. Yes. And then there's a Squid Guy and the Invisible Guy. Yeah. In that panel, and this Biscuit, and somebody is behind her. But... I think that's Hotso. And then you get um. Melody and the other guy that survived. Yeah. And the question is, how is Alaka still asleep? And he says um, that he'll wait until she wakes herself up rather than wait her, wake her up. And he thinks to himself, just wait a little bit longer, gone. 
and he goes into the room and he's sitting on the bench and Alka's sleeping on his leg. Canary and Sibone is there and you see that they still have um, all of the medical equipment hooked up to nothing, I assume, because I'm sure there's no electrical outlets in here. Can't possibly well, be. Are, isn't just, the cable like running around like on the side of the wall? Like, the cable looks... goes to the walls, but seeing as it's not a real wall... I can't imagine what it it's It probably goes to. through the floor, maybe. Right. I mean, it's got to be hooked up. There's no reason why it wouldn't be fucking hooked up. It'd be pretty funny. Because then like, Gon would be... Yeah. They're just keeping Gon alive on willpower. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so um, it goes back to the Hunter Organization headquarters hall or whatever. And Bunny's still giving out the rules. She's like, you've prepared computers, food, toilets, everything you need. So please... There may be a chance that we have a tie or that people aren't sure who they want to vote for. So relax and spend as much time as you need. Vote as much as you like over as many days as necessary. I repeat, do not leave this hall until the 13th chairman has been decided. And it's it's obvious that it it is going to come down to Paristone and Cheadle. Because they have a little face-off there. Then you see Paristone looking over at Jin. And then Bunny says, Okay, I would like to ask candidate number four, Ms. Eistom, to begin his speech. And Jin comments that this is bad. It, and the um, the preview for the next chapter says, Where's this combination of conspiracy, ambition heading? The final hour approaches. Yeah, everything is just fucking happening all at once. So, thoughts? Man, you gotta trade the white spare for the, you know, the holy golden flag. Uh-uh. That's like a requirement. Only right? a noob wouldn't take that trade. Exactly. Yeah, pretty good actually. So um, Jin obviously knows something that everyone else doesn't know. Um, I guess he's the only person, the person alive that understands Paristom the best. Mm-hmm. But due to his being a mysterious character, he's decided to not explicitly tell um, Cheeto and, to a lesser extent, us what's going on entirely. We we do get the idea that, holy shit, there are still chimera ants that are possibly dangerous alive. Um, he says hybrid chimera ants, so I guess it's the, the cross between Nen users and ants, which is one of the most dangerous ones. And he's going to use them somehow when it comes to the recruiting of new hunters. Yeah, so when I first read this, I thought that meant he was going to make them new hunters, like stationed right beneath him, essentially, as a personal army. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Because I just imagined it was like, yeah, so we have these. The the hunter exam is going to be in this garden, and anybody who's here is a potential contestant. Too bad. um, Like an all out battle sort of thing. Too bad. No, it's Mm -hmm. just like. Um, the Chimera ants can look relatively human. So they enter the exam all covered up. Then they fuck up all the potential um, hunters and they get hunter licenses mm-hmm. and they can never be revoked. So now you have... Because there's nothing in the rules that said that the, um, the hunters have to be human. Yep. So now you have um, the potential Chimera ants as hunters. So... Now they have all the same rights and privileges that hunters have, and they could possibly be extremely loyal to Paristone because 
since they, the the um, chairmanship hasn't been decided, he is the de facto chairman until then. So he yep. has every right to go ahead and make all sorts of decisions without informing anybody else. And then since the ants, uh, they don't have a leader to follow anymore, and the the last generation of ants started to get their humanity and independence. I imagine this uh, new generation probably has just full independence to do whatever the hell they want. Like, or he's and I'm somehow sh- convinced them yeah. that he's the king. Mm-hmm. You really think that'll happen like that? Possibly. That would be awesome, though, because, I mean, that would that would give so much more, like, importance to that arc. Yeah, otherwise it's, I mean, it's gra- awesome, but it's random. Yeah, because that would give it a lot more importance to that arc, just because, like, I understand that it's, like, it was a great for what it was, because it kind of broke a lot of barriers with, you know, the whole entire concept of of life and everything, and we talked about it before. But in the, mm-hmm. in the big scope of how it affects the rest of the storyline, it was, like Foxy said, kind of random. But this would be really freaking awesome if it actually has a lot more to do with, like, okay, Paristone becomes the king, and now he ends up being the douchebag at the end that you have to fight. And he ends up being, like, the main bad guy of that, of the, you know, like, you, there's the fight that people were looking forward to. And I'm sure um, Young Kite will have something to do with it. The people who went to um, Risegai will probably come back. Um, depending on where it goes with the the young Chimera ants. And Gon will probably be alive by then. I don't know what he would be able to do um, in terms of if he's needed. But for now, Jin is stuck at this one place. It's possible that they'll need... Um, the votes of the the hunters that are are helping out with Gon and Killua to add up to a number that you know prevents a tie. So yeah, I just to me for some reason I think that there might be because um, the way that I saw it is that they're all there. So he probably knows or Paristone knows that this is going to happen. Like Gon is going to get um, fixed or maybe something. He has some sort of in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where he's kind of capable of maybe figuring out deciphering uh, Aluka's power, and once that happens, it's going to turn into like a. In my mind, I think he will use that to some sort of his advantage. It'd be pretty badass if he just like but, kidnaps Aluka. Right. And he's like, okay, I need you to heal all of my minions every time they get injured. That's it. And then you know you can heal one and fall asleep for six days. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other ones die. Mm-hmm. Or you know the thing that we were hoping would happen and just steal the ability because we don't know what his type is. No, we do not know his type. So the other theory I had, um, which doesn't really make sense because of it doesn't ha- now it doesn't uh, the rules don't factor into it. But um, this was my original theory was that mm-hmm. he's um Paristan is locking everyone up in the room so he can release the ants onto the world and cause chaos but that there isn't like a good reason for it but still i don't know something i thought that would be kind of interesting too just because of the whole concept of okay 
there aren't any hunters out there or people that know how to use Nen technically, right? There's a couple. Because mm-hmm. by definition, that are, well, I mean, other than people that are with Gone. There's still the spiders, By definition, but, yeah. right, oh, that's right, yeah. Um, but that's the thing, he doesn't know that. Because to them, they're no, dead. To the, to, see, the thing is, they can't hunt other hunters until unless atrocities, and they can't prove that the spiders have committed atrocities, and they're not hunters, except for two of them. Right, but then the spiders, in their mind, are dead. Everyone thinks that the spiders but are par- dead. No, the mafia thinks the spiders are dead. Pariston knows things and people. I wouldn't assume that he... You think that he wouldn't know? Okay, so like... I thought it was everybody all together except for uh, because all uh, Hizoka told what's it called um, Killua or not Killua sorry Kurapika that they were still alive. I mean the I thought that, that was created, the only reason that they created the fake bodies right, but they mm-hmm. they're Nen so they deteriorate over time. So whatever they did with the bodies at some point they're going to disappear because nobody's going to hold that forever. So whoever is supposed to be in charge of watching the bodies would know that it was a setup. And it's just, it's not worthwhile to release that information to the public because these people are maniacs that just kill tons of people in Yorkshin, um, orchestrated the fall of the mafia families, all for shits and giggles. Um, It's not a good idea to let people know that they're still on the loose. Yeah. That is true. I mean, I would not, if I, you know, you're those people, you would not fucking do that. That's just asking for trouble. I mean, I wouldn't say that every baseline hunter knows they're alive because people clearly don't know Hisoka. And it seems as mm-hmm. though only the the higher, and um, in the fake bodies, was Hisoka included in the fake bodies or not? Nope. It's weird. Anyway. Well, because he wasn't technically... A spider. Yeah, whatever. but um, Coral doesn't care that he's faking, in the least. Right, yeah, no, I understand that, but at what point with the spiders, because he was never identified to be part of the spiders. But he was there, and other people saw him there. He was there killing with everyone else. Um, I thought he was in the back, remember, when they all went to do the thing? Like, he, he didn't was, go When with they them. went to wreak havoc on Yorkshin, he was with Machi. I remember that, trust yeah. me. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> well, then, I don't know. And they, they clearly but, saw him uh, voting, so... No, I know they saw him voting, so that's why they know that... that he's alive. And I think... I don't know if they know about Kuroro, but they may know something. And, and again, Jin has information he's not supposed to have, because Cheadle had no idea um, about the Chimera Ants. And obviously, this wasn't something that Natero told him. This was something that he figured out on his own, so... And if Jin and if Jin knows, Pariston definitely knows. So, but um, going back to what Wolabeast was saying mm-hmm. about um, locking up everybody that knows how to use Nen in this one room, not being able to leave until then, and then Nen users basically are just gonna go rampant through. I mean, I understand that it would be catastrophic. But what would be the You know what would be hilarious? If Pariston took off his face and it was Kororo underneath. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like... It's like a total, just fucking (laughs) ridiculous 
That would be like gotcha bitches. Like, right? It'd be like ha ha, gotcha. No, but then what? He would have I mean, had. He would have had to be keeping nothing. it up for a long time, obviously. But he doesn't right. spend like obviously. they don't. The spiders don't spend their time together. They like when they got together at that point was the first time they've gotten together. I think since like Hisoka got in. So there's really no reason for him not to be carrying on a scheme like this. Because it was mm-hmm. with Yorkshire, it's just one city and it's a relatively low level scheme. What Parastone is planning, if it goes along with Bullet Beast's idea, is a really like large scale um, destruction basically by releasing. I mean, obviously, all of them aren't going to be as strong as the king, all of them aren't going to be as strong as his bodyguards. But if they're as strong as some of the, the lower level lieutenants, that is good enough. Especially well, if there's 5,000 of them. Right, wouldn't they be the people at the very end that the the, the king was doing? So wouldn't they be relatively yeah. strong? Like at this point, we can we can already assume that. I mean, it was the people that like like Cato was part right. of those, even though Cato was the the afterbirth of the <laughs> king. Right? Yeah, it's more like Kite was like the um the undeveloped twin fetus. That's what Kite was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just, to me, it would make, like, it would, uh, honestly, it would be cool to have that happen just because of the fucking panic and chaos that would occur from it. But I just don't see the reasoning behind it. And it would have to be, like, something like what you said about, oh, it's Krollo doing it, but then why is Krollo doing that? Because he or, wants to destroy everything. He's I don't just a think dick. He, I don't remember him a having dick. a reason, whether it was, mm-hmm. like, he wanted people to know who he was. He wanted people to feel um, what the people of Ryusugai felt. Or, oh, see, okay, if fucking Pariston was from oh, there. Oh, I don't know, Pariston. That would that make sense. Pariston was like his right. brother. If Pariston was from there, right, if Pariston was from there, then that would make it really be badass. Be like, hey, uh, that would make a lot of sense. That, to me, would be like, okay, that's why he's doing it. That makes perfect sense. Because that's the reason and why the, like, the spiders are doing it. And now the moment you've <laughs> all been waiting for. Let me introduce my brother. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is going to be my vice chairman, everybody. <laughs> yeah. You don't mind that he's not a hunter. And the rest, of, oh man, and the rest of the spiders. Oh god, be... that would be awesome, dude. That would be like fucking <laughs> like a hey, Zodiac. You're fired. You guys. And by the now way, it's are... not X anymore. It's called the spider. It's like yeah, <laughs> Kurapika, hunt this. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and my first order as chairman: all the hunters go after Kurapika. <laughs> Because he has caused atrocities. <laughs> yep, he's tortured people to uh, death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He even killed a guy. He, he with killed a, chain. a lady, okay? Come on. Right. Perfectly able woman. You know, with the nose. Yes, with the nose. <laughs> with the nose. With a pretty cool power, too, also. You know, um, yes. Psychometry? That's, that's really cool. And also yeah. the memory ability is, is nice. Little mm-hmm. So yeah, that would be fantastic. I mean, I no way do I think that would happen. No, no. It's in our wildest yeah. dreams. That's why we mm-hmm. speculate because it's the. Uh, even though some of our speculations recently have turned into truth, that has been it. Like, be like, oh, it'd be awesome if he did this, and then all of a sudden he <laughs> does it, and you're like, oh shit, that's mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> It turns out that we were right. Yeah. It is awesome. 
So my other crazy what if story would be if Paristan just pulls off a mask and he's Netero <laughs> and he's like released <laughs> Anthon to the town and he's like the new hunter exam starts now except this time it's for every hunter. Yep. <laughs> every hunter in the world and the only ones left will be the real hunters. Everyone who survives gets to be double star. Go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, either that or uh, takes off his mask and like he's the king and you're just like why? Aww, you had a perfectly good death scene. It was it was magnificent. Why would you ruin that? Yes, and he's <laughs> and my vice president is Shimugi. <laughs> and the leader of my army. He'll <laughs> <laughs> probably be the best strategist of all time. But... Yes. They just like make all their formations like um that game. Gungi. Gungi. There we yeah. Go. <laughs> They would be undefeated or unbeatable. Yep. And then the ants would take over for no reason at all. Yeah. And then series ends and someone goes over there and it's like, the oh, this is gone. It's like, this is gone. Okay, I'm going to pull. Someone just pulls the plug on him. Be like, or like, gone gets healed just as like the world goes to hell. Yes. Right. He wakes up and there's nobody left. Everything's mass chaos. All his friends are just or like he, around he opens him. his eyes nice. and he sees Jin standing over him and he's like Jin, and then you see like there's blood all over Jin's face. He's like impaled or something. He's just standing there dead over gone, and that would just I think that would just fuck him up. Everyone would just be destroyed right there. Yes. It's like. <laughs> He's like, if you saw Kato go like that, even though Kato didn't really have that much of an impact on Gon, like, to a certain extent, this, his whole reason for doing anything he's doing, mm-hmm. that would completely go, like, if he went Super Saiyan, this would be, like, Super yeah, Saiyan you know, 4. someone's just gonna walk up to Gon <laughs> and just, like, bitch slap him. Like, stop yeah. it. I didn't leave. And you just sit there yeah. and curl up in a ball and cry for, like, weeks. Everyone he knows or loves is dead. They're all ants. And then they cut his <laughs> arm off. Stab his eye out. Yep. And he walks around the world <laughs> hunting ants. And they they haunt him yep, at can't night. Sleep. And then um, Killua has been reduced to a, a child because they killed his sister. Or, either way, either Killua has been reduced to a child, or Alaka's the only one left alive. Basically the same mm-hmm. thing. And Kurapika is brought back as an <laughs> ant. <laughs> okay, I think we've gone far enough. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that completes episode 19 of the Unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast. You've heard the email, the website, Facebook, Twitter. Contact us on all of these we are glad to mildly entertain you. Um, it's been 19 episodes. We hope it's at least 19 more. All right. Good night. Yeah. Nice. See you guys. Bye. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time It's tricky. Little girl.
say is please me Or spend some time and rock a rhyme I said it's not that easy It's tricky to rock around, to rock around That's right, on time is tricky How is it, baby? It's tricky, tricky, tricky It's tricky to rock around Tricky. 